Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossroad. We've got a fun one coming up for you. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, an interview that happened uh, back in 1984 in Boston. Some fun things that were uncovered for Ghostbusters Day that we missed. Uh, we also have a great voicemail from one of the Circle City Ghostbusters talking about an Ernie Hudson charity event. Very cool. Uh, we'll also be talking about some Ruby stuff. Uh, and Dan Ackward being a thirst trap? What's that? Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! And we can't pronounce uh, people's names correctly, apparently. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, did I miss we, something with uh, we, Canadians and Americans? Uh, no, we got called out for uh, pronouncing uh, Soulange's name uh, incorrectly. In oh, last we did. Week's episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like I, I feel like that was inevitable. I. <laughs> I mispronounced well, that's what everybody's I said. I was names. like, leave, leave Troy out of it. Troy's American. Like, come on. There's no way Troy should be expected to know how to uh, pronounce a French Wait, name. Wait, so how, how were we saying it? So we were wrong? leaning on it wrong. We anglicized. So that's what oh, it came down to. Nice. It's, it's so basically... And and two, we did ask up front. And three, she never corrected us. So yeah. I'm not saying we weren't wrong. I'm just... <laughs> it was... Uh, What's his name from the Ghostbusters of British Columbia? Uh, <laughs> Rianne Duell. Um, why, why am I not surprised I, it was him who called us out? Well, yeah, I think mostly he's just cranky <laughs> that he hasn't been. She's on the show and he hasn't been in ages. It's like, uh, we still love you, yeah, Mr. Mr. Duell. Well, he, he, um, had, he had every opportunity to participate. Voicemail, Twitter, Facebook, that's right. email. Oh, that's we, a step down, though. We gave everybody uh, <laughs> a chat. We gave everybody a chance. Well, I mean, we got another, we got another book club. And uh, we got what two at least two I think, more book yeah, clubs. Yeah, I think kind of looking at it, I think what we'll do is we'll just do the second half of the book, basically. Like we'll do second one half. more, and we'll one just more. talk okay. about the rest of the book. Um, All right. Yeah. Maybe a follow up after, if we have time, we can do some digging around with uh, all of uh, Violet's uh, interviews and all that. See if there's any maybe after the fact commentary that she could uh, yeah totally bring to it herself. i feel like that's that's the way to do it yeah uh we'll have to double check at the beginning though so it's french it's it's um oh boy lonely angel a single angel soul ange so we were we were leaning on it like uh uh soul ange uh. and it's more it's more short it's like hmm. soul so S-E-U-L is all, all like one emphasis, Sul and Ange. <laughs> well, just just uh, add it to the tab of reasons to be angry at Americans. And, right. uh, you know, 
we'll move on from there. I ha- I don't have that argument. I, I really don't have that defense, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, well, we'll we'll get it right next time. We'll yeah. We'll, I'll well, thanks practice. for stirring that up. Yeah, Mr. Rian Duel. Rian, Rian Duel. That guy. Oh well. Well, um, so yeah, so yeah, the book club. Uh, I, I I still need to schedule that with the Ontario folks, uh, but I, I think it's going to be happening in the next like. Two weeks, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, give you know, we'll give people to time to read the second half of the book, and for me to get some discussion topics out there for everybody to chime in. Because that worked out pretty well last time to have the discussion topics, and even if we didn't play all of your voicemail or we didn't, um, you know, read your entire message, um, I would, you know tried to pepper in everybody's thoughts to make them, uh, you know, heard and 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 make everybody feel like you were there in the room with us. So. Um, so yeah, I think we'll we'll try that again. I think it worked pretty well. We'll do it again. And uh, yeah, Mister Mister Dole, if you wish to uh, participate, I'm just saying you can. Um, and, and is he giving us credit for pronouncing Briley's name right? No, nothing. No. no credit whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it's it's easier to not get credit for something you do right <laughs> than to be called out for something you do wrong, right? That's uh, welcome to the internet. The internet. Yeah, that's the whole reason I have walked away from Facebook. Anyway, um, <laughs> good for you. Well, that said, though, if, I mean, if you were still, uh, I mean, you could have used it to look up, uh, uh, what's the term there? Um, uh, thirst trap. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get into that. That I, I had written that on the, the, uh, rundown to try I to know. figure that out. Your, 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 your many, uh, question marks and <laughs> confusion was very evident. <laughs> Am I that old? So, okay, for everybody that doesn't know, myself included, there was a Decider article that talked about Ghostbusters being a Dan Aykroyd thirst trap. And, yes. and I saw, I saw you post that and I was like, I mean, I know, I know I'm not, I'm not with it anymore. I'm, uh, I've. I've I've since stopped being cool. I was never cool. Let's be honest. But uh, what what the hell does that mean? That it's that it's just for people that are you know into Dan Aykroyd. It's it's uh, Aykroyd porn. Aykroyd adjacent th- porn. I, yeah, there we go. I thought it was uh, a marketing term. You know, like Das Freshmaker or something like that. But it's uh, <laughs> it's not Aykroyd. It's the Freshmaker. The fresh, It's not. It's not a Seven Eleven or a Seven Up. Uh, motto or anything like that slogan um yeah i wasn't quite sure either and then i read the article and then by context it's just it's incredibly over our head uh hip slang for uh uh we're old hottie okay basically is what it comes down to does that make sense yeah that's i'm i'm into that i mean yeah and that was uh i know that there's there's like a I'm kind of looped into the Agents of Shield uh, fans uh, for for many reasons, and you know I I know the term ship. I know that they ship people, and then they put together like the yep. J Lo uh, name for the the people that they ship. Uh, but now there's another one that's where if you're in love with the character yourself, that one is called. Oh boy, I can't remember now. It was another word where I was like, what What are they talking about? State, yeah, I'm not, star, strat, so I don't know, something like that. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure exactly how to properly use thirst in a sentence, so I'll, I will never try. But <laughs> my understanding is that's what it comes down to, is somebody decided that of all the Ghostbusters, uh, Dan Aykroyd was uh, basically pushing all their buttons. Yeah. So, Which, I mean, why not? Sure. He's the not? heart of the Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know there's a few people that are into the Dan Aykroyd, and that's okay. I, I can't blame him. <laughs> it was um, 
uh, it's actually a good article because they walk through uh, uh, Venkman's an easy one to to, to cross out because as you know you know suave and as uh, charismatic as he comes across he is a little bit creepy. And, this is true. And, yeah, this is true. And he true. does not he does not project you know a certain level of stability that until the second movie that most well, people may and, look and for. And something we're going to talk about later on here, Bill Murray is kind of the same way in in a in a particular interview that we're going to play a clip from. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Egon uh a little cold, a little distant. Uh, yeah. Although yeah. I would like to point out that if we recall, I think we talked about it before uh many years back, uh Kevin Pollock's uh girlfriend, wife, partner, uh Jamie Fox. She has a thing for Egon, like a a, a very yeah. uh, very serious thing. Came for... came up on the book club last week. Uh, all the yep. people that had crushes on Egon Spangler, yeah, of course. And then and then the article, uh, I forget the author's name. Dang it! I should have written that down. I know. It's, well, I, I, should, thought, I, I, thought we, I thought we were going to just sort of tangentially, tangentially talk about it. I didn't. I didn't know we would really get into it, but that's no, okay. No. Well, hey, it was a decider like, article, and, and all you need yeah. to look up is Dan Aykroyd thirst trap, and you're there. Thirst trap. I'm pretty sure um, that yeah, Google's like that's not a hard one. Like yeah. that, that doesn't come up much. There it Push, is, right I'm there. I'm feeling lucky because you've only got one match there, really. Uh, <laughs> Although what I like about this is this fits nicely with some of the other discussions we've had, like who's the most physically fit of the ghostbusters things like that like um, we could almost write a book now of like questions who is the blank, blank. ghostbuster yeah. Mad and then Lib. we'll just yeah we'll just uh we'll just work it out um it's it's well it's the ghostbusters equivalent who would win in a fight <laughs> yes i see that's right. a good list <laughs> who would Aquid win in a fight of all the ghostbusters who, yeah exactly who would win in a fight <laughs> winston the, hands down yeah absolutely yeah winston would because I feel like, well, you know what? I think Egon's a little scrappy. I feel like he's got a, a little fight in him. The your mother thing where he uh, lunges at Peck, I yeah. feel like that that's indicative of maybe what a, he's got a little bit of fire a, in him. A little bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Any, yeah. any yes. incarnation you want, a little bit of calculated fighter. Yeah, he knows exactly the pressure point uh, in order to cripple you at. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. I think, I think Venkman drops first, to be honest. I think Venkman's all talk. Oh yes, yeah. Venkman, yeah. Venkman. I think I I pull for Spangler to be the dark horse that pulls all the way through to the end. Winston, yeah. runner up. My um, money's on Winston, but that's a hell of a boxing match right there. I'll tell you that right now. Battle Royale. Where's Where's our Ghostbusters fighting game? I mean, I feel like there have been so many other fighting games. Uh, <laughs> where's our hollow ter- deck so I can run like? <laughs> Simi- Program Stewart Ghostbusters One. <laughs> ding ding ding! <laughs> Pow! We have all this unlimited technology, and all you want to do is have comedians fight each other to see who would win. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, referencing Ke- Kevin Pollock again, it's either that or porn. Yeah, or porn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the holodeck is for porn. I think I saw that on Avenue Q. Um, this is Counselor Troy. Sorry, that's punchline oh, without no. context. You bet everybody else oh, can go no. look it up. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into the the main meat of the discussion here because yes. I have a feeling I don't know if you can hear it. I'm watching the the levels here on my meter and and it is audible. Uh, it sounds like I'm in a war zone right now because we're recording on the Fourth of July. So I think we'll just plow through uh the the news and discussion and uh yeah it'll it'll be fun we got stuff we got stuff here we go with the news 
I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. It sounds like machine gun fire. Like, and I'm, I'm literally watching the needle bounce. Yeah. I can't hear it. It's not... Like okay, it's, good. If we sat quietly, maybe. You're not in a war zone. It doesn't sound like you're in a war zone. It sounds like you're in a war reenactment zone, which is technically exactly <laughs> what you're in. exactly what I think the point is. Maybe, possibly. Maybe, possibly. Um, but, uh, all right, well, so I... Uh, the, the, your, your annual uh, warning shot at England. <laughs> That's We're right. not Don't kidding. mess with us. We have We're fireworks and we around. know how to use them. Actually, it has to be in like a Hulkamani, uh, Hulk Hogan or a uh, Randy say, stay over there, brother. <laughs> We're not kidding. I feel like we have enough of that now. Like as, as I speak to my Canadian <laughs> friend, who I think there are foreign diplomats that are doing those Randy Savage jabs at right now. Uh, <laughs> I wish, though. I'd pay attention to politics then. Uh, I'd, yeah, exactly. As uh, opposed to politics paying attention to me, which is what it feels like <laughs> these days. This is very true. Anyway, let's not talk politics. Let's talk no. about Ghostbusters. Um, let's talk about a what? news article that hit um, in 1984. Uh, news, yeah. news from 34 plus years ago. Um, so this is something that well, was... This is this is technically another piece of Ghostbusters Day that we missed. It yeah, and and I don't know how because it, it's such a great clip. I mean, maybe it just didn't make the rounds, or not a lot of people picked up on it uh, because of the flurry that happened on Ghostbusters Day. Or I'm I'm not entirely sure why it got buried, but um, it's it's a wonderful clip that we're about to play for you. Uh, from WBZ in Boston. Uh, this was the CBS local news uh, talking about the upcoming release of Ghostbusters back in. Uh, June of 1984. Um, I, I'm going to mispronounce a name again, Ryan. Ryan, are you okay? You, you just just take a deep breath because here we go. Uh, Joyce Kolhakik, Kolhakik, Kolhakik. I don't know. I'm mispronouncing it, but I'm going to embrace it. Uh, she's the reporter uh, at WBZ, and she's talking to uh, the the actors uh, from Ghostbusters, and you know, sort of their like pre-release hype stuff. And, uh, well, why don't, why don't I play the clip, Chris, and then you and I can, can talk about how, well, there's a few things to talk about. Here's, here's the clip and then we'll come back. Recently, I had the opportunity to interview the cast of a new comedy movie starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Sigourney Weaver. Look out, it's Ghostbusters. I play Dr. Peter Venkman, Mm -hmm. a parapsychologist at uh, Columbia University. And, uh, with my teammates fellow psychologist, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Dr. Roy Stance, and uh, Harold Ramis, Dr. Egon Spengler, we, uh, we are together thrown out of the campus for shoddy scientific method, and uh, we go into business for ourselves as Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Inc. And uh, if that isn't a cheap way to get into a movie, I don't know what is. <laughs> and what did Bill Murray think of his co-star, the beautiful Sigourney Weaver? You know, you're beautiful, too. But it was different with Sigourney. Uh, Sigourney was taller, uh-huh. I guess. And she's tall. She's funny. She's, uh, she's somebody who is real funny and doesn't know when or why. She's real daffy. And she, she looks like the ice queen, but in reality, there's some sort of 
chemical misfiring going on in the back pistons. Co-writer Dan Aykroyd thinks Ghostbusters is going to be a hit. I mean, if the four of us can't pull it off with all the skills and knowledge we've gained over the last few years, then, uh, you know, I'm going into the full-time well drilling business. <laughs> I don't think that will be necessary. I thought it was very, very funny, and I thank you. Nice to meet very you today. Very good. Okay. Say hello to Boston. Love that town. Love that dirty water. Love that Charles River. <laughs> I've met that guy. He is loony, wacky, crazy, insane, just like this movie, and the resulting hysteria is all ours. Ghostbusters is going to be a big hit. All right, so where do we start? Um, Roy stance. <laughs> That's where I always start. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I feel like I feel like Bill is inebriated. I feel like there there is some sort of influence that Bill is currently because his his speech is kind of long and drawn out, or maybe he's doing it as a bit because he's on the press circuit for the movie and he's tired and over it, or I I don't know. I, I'm guessing that they got to Boston, they had, uh, you know, a few drinks, and then they're like, all right, bring in the WBZ lady, <laughs> let's do well, this. I don't know that they were in Boston, because those ones, they were always kind of done in one or two places. Yeah, they do like the press junket at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, and yeah. all of the reporters show up, but... Um, it's it's So you weren't able to see the video of it, because we're obviously an audio podcast, but um, Bill is wearing that um like the ghostbusters logo on his lapel uh which i know he did on a couple of the late night shows too so maybe it was all kind of grouped into whatever that happened to be um because was it the tonight show there's another there's another late night show where he pops up on an interview and he's got that uh that logo pin uh, on his his like it's like a breast pocket it's like pinned on there but yeah well that would make sense because if I mean you try to, I mean the stars' time is is money. So if you're going to do something, you try to book it around one or two days. So it would make a certain sense that you know they get up because the, these things apparently start early. I, I guess they probably always started early because they got a lot of people to go. Sure, so yeah. They they set him in there. I don't know. He's drinking coffee with whiskey in it, starting <laughs> at you know eight a.m. Uh, <laughs> and they Joyce plow shows through up it. at four p.m. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And then five, they got to, you know, whisk them off to, and, you know, being from, uh, you know, Boston, it's a good bet that that's, it's, you know, there was a base in New York that all the East Coast kind of, uh, you know, sent their uh, their notables down to, to quickly cycle. I, I didn't get a chance, but the room looked kind of familiar to the room that uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis in different interviews got interviewed uh, got uh, yeah in fact that herald interview we just played not too long ago now that you mention yeah. it yeah it's that like cushy chair it looks like they're in the lobby of a holiday inn or something like the floral print familiar, chair and the yeah. wood paneling in the background yeah. i didn't get a chance to compare is the problem but i get the impression that yeah this is what we've um, what we found then uh, when they we posted this was we found yet another uh, you know, piece of that particular junket, which is great. I mean, the lapel thing means that if we do this right, we may be able to like corral a suite of of interviews that were all done on the same on the day. same day in the same outfit. Yeah, yeah. 
So Oh, maybe it's Entertainment Tonight. Maybe I'm thinking about the Entertainment Tonight interview, which, which would make sense because they always are, you know, kind of at the forefront of those junkets, or at least they used to be. Um, but um, And yeah, well, Entertainment Tonight would be would have the pull to have somebody in New York. And it's a New York movie, and they're, you know, more of an East Coast group of guys. Yeah, and yeah. At least at that point, you had what Carson, and uh, well, see, this is it now. We got to go find these other ones and go looking for that lapel, so we can, you know, maybe. Yeah, come what up were the with other timeline <laughs> detective work? I love it. <laughs> let's let's put the string on the wall and figure it out. Um, but uh, all right, so so we talked about it a little bit earlier in regards to Peter Venkman, but uh, Bill Murray here, uh, he playfully makes a pass at the reporter. Um, and, and she sort of laughs it off, but at the same time you watch that now and you go, boy, I don't know if you could get away with that now. Oh no, no, no. That would be when TMZ steps in these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's sort of, he's talking about Sigourney Weaver being, you know, the, uh, having the ice queen, uh, look, but there's something in the back of her head that's kind of, you know, uh, which you know, that's kind of the mindset. That's Bill Murray. You know, he's he's joking. He's being very direct, but he's also joking at the same time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like, again, now kind of with the rearview mirror and we talk about Peter Venkman kind of being a creep in hindsight. Uh, like, it's kind of uncomfortable watching and listening to that now. With, yeah. With him saying, uh, you know, talking about her beauty and, you know, well, hmm. I don't, you wouldn't say that to a male reporter that was there, uh, or maybe he would. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, huh, I don't know. I mean, we're now so sufficiently removed, we're starting to see the, uh, uh, oh, it was a different time effect, uh, yeah. only as it applies yeah. to our own, uh, you know, our own lives as opposed to <laughs> looking, looking back, you know, to the, first half of the last century and chortling going but we don't live there oh crap we do we now still, we're seeing it yeah <laughs> and you're right i guess it was kind of of its time because speaking of entertainment tonight i do i can recall a good chunk of times that uh, on entertainment tonight mary hart and lisa gibbons were always called out for their looks their hair their legs there's like something was like a part of the interview or they would kind of be playfully like like you know flirted with there would be passes from the actors uh that they would uh they would have so again i mean the the game shows of the era had women that their only job was to look pretty and point at things (laughs) i mean still do vanna white yeah well that's a that's she got grandmothered in on that one, I think. So. Yeah. Um, but I, so yeah, I, I guess, yeah, of its time. I mean, again, it's, you know, I'm pr- probably watching it uh, 30 plus years ago. Wouldn't think anything of it. But uh, given the current climate, I, I, I saw that and I kind of cringed at the same time. But uh, I don't yeah, know. It's, well, it's cool to see. I mean, I don't, I, I love seeing these little time capsules, even if they do kind of give us a glimpse of like, oh, yeah, that oh, maybe was not such a good thing to happen. But yeah. And, uh, uh, what I found most interesting was that for whatever reason, like Dan Aykroyd could be like five times over the legal limit and would still get every detail about Ghostbusters right. Whereas <laughs> Bill Murray's fresh off the movie and not very clear on yeah. what his best pal Aykroyd's character's name 
Well, and so. and maybe Dan was a little because they don't play any of Dan's interview, and and the, the Joyce comes back and says uh, something to the effect of like, "Oh, he made me laugh. He was such a riot." But they don't they don't show any of it. So I I wonder. I wonder if like after a lunch break, they all went out, they got totally uh, hammered, and then came back. And the end, like the end of the day, all of those interviews were just pretty much unusable or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. There's one that. And I think I have this feeling that it was Alex. Uh, Alex Newborn. Alex Newborn yeah. uh, is the guy who put it up on one of his YouTube collections there, of um, like it's raw footage. That one of the the junket, one of the uh, reporters in the junket, had his own channel. Oh, and they yeah. were dumping up the raw stuff, which is again another one where I'm looking at it going, I think that's the same room. Yeah. But uh yeah, that was one where the kind of the preamble with and I think it was with Murray was again just kind of what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Forget it, he's rolling. Um yeah. so yeah, I I, I mean if you <gasps> what? Joyce Cool Cool Hawick has a uh Twitter page. Oh. Joyce, oh. Joyce, Joyce. <laughs> Let's hit up Joyce to talk about uh, that that interview that she did thirty plus years ago. Yeah, uh, holy cow! Um, all right, jo- well, there we go. Jo- Joyce was Bill drunk. Was Bill oh, was were or were they are? Blah, 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 I'm drunk. Were they all drunk? That would be the question that I would ask. <laughs> like they yeah, all hit Morton Steakhouse uh, in between for lunch, and you know, uh, came back totally hammered or something. I don't know. Do you think they all got? Like each reporter got twenty minutes with each one, though. No, those were no. Long. Yeah, those junkets think, are usually think, like they get five minutes, uh, if if that per per uh, talent yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, well, the, that raw one I'm talking about, I think, was at least ten something minutes. I, but even then, there's no way. I think it was like they got they got uh, different reporters got a different start. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Everybody gets different priorities, and even I mean, back then there were less outlets. You know, you didn't have. Uh, BuzzFeed, IGN, you didn't have all the the digital outlets that were there too. So it was like, hey, uh, Boston, Chicago, New York, LA, uh, Entertainment Tonight, and that's it, really. Uh, Scott Patrick. <laughs> Scott Patrick would come in and do his thing, and that's it. We're done. Um, so, yeah. All right, well, let's let's hit up Joyce. Let's <laughs> we'll tweet at her and yeah, do it. How I'll drunk, scale right of now. 1 to 10... <laughs> Let's see if she responds. Let's see. What time is All it in right. Boston right now? It's, it's too late. late. We're not going to get it. We won't get a response. Or Tomorrow, maybe. But, um, well, hey, speaking of social media stuff, while we're kind of on that topic, um, I feel like the 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 post-Ghostbusters Day social media uh, stuff on the official Ghostbusters uh, pages has kind of picked up a little bit. Not really. I mean, it's, it's kind of trickled out, but there have been a few things. Um, and there was that one... Because it was Dan Aykroyd's 66th birthday last week. Happy birthday, Dan. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're not listening Captain to this. Captain Canada himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do want to... We never really talked about garnishing your Caesar, uh, which that that happened, whatever that was, a uh, yeah, month ago, won? two months ago. I don't, I don't know who that won that. Well. Also, garnishing your Caesar sounded dirty to me, so I kind of, like a 13-year-old kid, chuckled every time they would say it, but... <laughs> Um, well, not only that, it's like it's it's tomato clam juice with booze in it. I think by the time they've got it down to like that 
spicy salt, uh, 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 what, what do they call it? Um, oh, when you put it on the rim of the glass. Oh, uh, gar- garnish. I don't know. Garnish. Rimming, yeah. Rim job. No, none of those apply. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think by the time you got <laughs> to that point, you've got it worked out. I, I don't know that something like, <laughs> it's like uh, cane sugar. Nope. That's no, not going to uh, do it. Yeah. Uh, a whole stock of celery Uh, what else are we gonna sand it's like no it's pretty much dialed in I don't yeah this is this is this is the kind of thing that invites those ridiculous Caesars slash Bloody Marys that have like you know eight olives arrayed in an antenna with a triple (laughs) cheeseburger yeah I was gonna say like a a bottle of Corona on top or something uh, yeah Uh, the the Bloody Marys that we have down here that come with like sides of bacon in them and you're like what i know that do you know how much sodium my arteries are clogging <laughs> just thinking about it but anyway so yeah happy <laughs> happy birthday dan happy uh, birthday dan. side note aside um but so they posted this uh photo on instagram that was a birthday cake and stay puffed behind it um it's a little nonsensical i'm still trying to figure out what it's supposed to because the birthday cake seems to be making stay puffed explode maybe but the candles aren't exploding. It's it's kind of it's weird. It's like the it's the image of stay pl- stay puffed, stay puffed. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! <laughs> um, it's that image of him when he's on top of the temple, right when the explosion happens after the cross rip. That you know his midsection is exploding, but the cake is inside of it. I don't I don't know. I'm even thinking about it too hard. But anyway, so that's that's what the social media posted. But the other thing that they posted was the full Ghost Core animation, which I thought was pretty cool because we haven't seen that in its entirety. I didn't even know that it was uh, a shortened version that we saw on Answer the Call, which was kind of surprising. So there's, you know, the studio logos at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Ghost Core has that one where Moogly appears and then it kind of fades away. Uh, the whole thing is actually like twice as long and a ghost trap throws out and you, and a classic ghost trap. That's the other thing that we should probably talk about. Um, ghost trap throws out and you see the, the proton streams. They're kind of corralling all of the letters and ghost core together. It's, it's a really cool, elaborate logo, mm-hmm. um, shortened, I would guess probably for legal reasons, most of the time those logos at the tops of movies, everybody's has to be uniform. It's kind of a, a credit thing. So if, uh, you know, Sony Columbia's is eight seconds long and, uh, uh, oh shoot, was it Roadhouse? What's the other one that uh, it gets a studio logo at the top of Answer the Call? I think they have a really short logo too. So maybe when that happened, they said, well, Ghost Core, you get six seconds and this logo was like 30 seconds. They had to cut it down or something. But... Yeah. Um, but do you think it was also because it had classic elements in it and they, they kind of knew, Oh, well, the classic ghost trap doesn't show up. So maybe we shouldn't put that in the logo. I don't, I don't feel like it was that right. No. I mean, that's kind of like saying, do you think people are going to be confused by JJ Abrams robot at the beginning? Like it's, it's just <laughs> like, if it's you know what it is, yeah. you'll, you'll understand that it's different. And, but at the same time, you know that it's different. So you're not confused. And if you don't know, then you won't care. Like, it literally could have been anything else. It could have been a puppy dog comes out and a ghost flies yeah. out of his nose. And people went, oh, those weird company uh, openers. Like, what, what yeah, do? what what do we do about, uh, like, 
film forum and all of the ones that have like uh c stands and lights and stuff and you're like oh oh i'm watching a movie because i see behind the scenes now no whatever it's weird but um i think but i think also think it's one of those situations where there's no sense in making a six second one because what if you need a 10 second one at some point right right so they go they commission it to you know we saw the full one now and going ahead you know say in front of the animated movie uh we'll you know i bet you we'll see the entire thing though depending on time constraints maybe it'll roll out faster or something Uh, like that see that that was gonna be my next question that i was curious to pick your brain on is why would ghost core post that logo now like what i mean i know that it's kind of now ghost ghostbusters day is over that was the big blitz of of social media stuff so maybe they're just trying to find content to fill but like why post that logo that's that was the curious thing to me is like the timing was interesting like are we gonna see it on something soon or we or is it just like oh hey i people have never seen this we should post this up it's pretty cool probably the latter more than the former but yeah i don't think i i mean I don't think we should project too much wish fulfillment into it there. I think it literally came down to um, now was a good time to remind people of it. And there was no harm in showing them the whole thing. And, you know, it was a perfect day to reveal it on. And, you know, it did exactly what it was supposed to. We're all kind of like, ooh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it. And it should be said that it came from the ghost core facebook page so maybe they're also trying to differentiate ghost core from the main ghostbusters website you know knowing that all of us diehard fans that listen to ghostbusters podcasts we know what ghost core is and so maybe they're kind of embracing that now and yeah if if you if you love star wars you know what lucasfilm is and you follow lucasfilm and so you get more information from them that kind of thing but um possibly but it's cool. It's it looks really great. It gets me excited if they're uh, like whatever the animation style of the animated movie may be or Ecto Force or whatever animation may be coming. I'm hyped for it. When you see that trap come out there, it kind of reminds me of like the terminal reality uh the opening for Ghostbusters the video game where the trap comes out and you're like, "Oh, oh, that looks so cool." Yeah. Um so, you know, hopefully hopefully we see it sooner than later in something else. Uh I would hope, but um, anyway, check, check it out. It's, it's really cool. Um, and again, follow ghost core is on Facebook only right now, but, uh, you know, f- uh, f- follow them because they're posting some cool stuff. And then all of the ghostbusters official channels, uh, they're posting like that stay puffed image that I don't quite understand. Um, Hey, Oh, the rubies thing. Let's talk about that. That happened. We were, uh, it happened before the book club last week and we were determining yeah. if we were going to talk about some new stuff at the top. And then we said, no, no, um, our poor guests are joining us at two o'clock in the morning. We should two not o'clock talk in the morning. We should actually get into We got stuff. an hour of book talk and massacring their names ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's get to it. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so Ruby's has this uh, Slimer candy dish that's coming out in time for Halloween. Um, I, I want one. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, if, if it's on your wish list, but I, I definitely want one because it, it's going to sit right next to the front door. Well, the, the thing is, okay, so it's 17 inches tall, 10 inches in diameter, which probably doesn't mean that it holds a whole lot of candy. So when the trick-or-treaters come, it's not going to hold the giant vat of candy that we have to pass out uh, every year yeah it's not specifically a halloween thing um they come out all year round um and they never they never say you know like halloween candy it's, it's literally just a candy tray is what they Dish, call it yeah and, and when you pull it out yeah it's literally a good size to put on a 
a large size, you know, the corner of a large size desk or, you know, maybe on a countertop off to the side or something. Or if you're a franchise, yeah. I feel like it's the perfect thing for you to put on your franchise table uh, to put, you know, biz- business cards or freebie handouts or yeah, something. Buttons. buttons. Yeah, exactly. It's that same sort of like, it's cool because it's, it's Slimer holding this tray that if if in real life Slimer would devour everything that's on the tray, he would not be offering this out to everybody. He's not that type of, <laughs> of ghost. But it looked uh, pretty good. It looked pretty good no matter what you put in it, though. Both yeah. for candy, uh, use it as a, your fruit bowl, whatever. Whatever. And well, I, I think so. Uh, latching onto it looks pretty good. Slimer is always a really tough one to get the likeness down right. And this actually looks like a pretty cool. I mean, it's it's uh, rubies, so we know that they've done that like life size <laughs> foam Slimer with the giant butt. Um, yeah. But it it looks pretty good too. It doesn't. You don't look at that and be. Uh, there's not that. What's the Slimer Uncanny Valley? What can we call that? That when you look at something, you're like, I know that's supposed to be Slimer, but it just doesn't. You know, oh. like, the, like the Diamond Select arms. When you see the arms on that Diamond Select figure and you go, that's <laughs> not Slimer? What that's the hell Slimer. is that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's like some sort of uh, you know, Slimer Turing test, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. If you buy that this Slimer is actually Slimer, uh, you will pass the Turing test. Um, yeah. but anyway, so yeah, so glows in the dark, uh, coming out, uh, fairly soon, I would imagine we're, we're getting into that July, August, uh, zone where the yeah. Halloween stuff slowly starts to trickle out. So, uh, keep, keep an we, eye out for it. We don't have a date. It is, uh, up for pre-order on a number of stores. Um, Ruby's own website doesn't have a, the picture up, but they had the product page was there. Yeah, uh, the, no I date. saw it on Ghostbusters news. So hat, hat tip to Jason, who I think had the the exclusive yep. on that, that particular image. But, um, yeah. Yep. They, and it glows um, in the dark. Did I mention that it glows in the dark? It glows in the dark. Uh, I, I found another listing later that mentioned that. And Jason was able to go confirm that. Yeah. Uh, and then again, it hasn't been confirmed, but all their other ones are, uh, licensed ones. Let's put it that way. Like, cause they do a bunch of DC and Marvel ones. Uh, they're about $32 us. So, yeah, you can. Right. Uh, hol- Save I mean, your money. The cool thing is the Halloween stuff is is going to start coming out, and we know that uh, Spirit and and Rubies and a bunch of people are going to be doing some cool Ghostbuster stuff. So, um, I, I think this is the first of many things that we will be seeing, and that's that's why we're mentioning it and really pu- putting a spotlight on it uh, for for this particular episode. But um, all right, well, let's talk. Uh, well, it's funny. I really wanted to talk about crossing over number four. Um, and I haven't been able to get it, uh, because it's 4th of July. So none of the stores are open. Uh, right. the IDW app, it's, it's very strange when you go to the IDW app and you try to buy it digitally, it has this button that just says error. So you can't buy it or read it. Uh, well, you're ahead of me. Cause I can't even get the app to update. It's uh, new this week. Maybe yet, that's so. part of it because you, it doesn't show up in the new this week. You have to search for crossing over. Um, and, and, and issue four pops up. And then when you hit the product page for it, uh, you can't, you can't purchase it from there. So yeah, it's probably, uh, because of the holiday. My guess is that somebody didn't, you know, flip the switch that they were supposed to do for the exactly. digital version. And maybe tomorrow it'll be uh, up and running. But, uh, so at any rate, we are, we are not <laughs> talking about crossing over number four. Unfortunately, no, we'd love to. Would love uh, it's, to. It's doubly bittersweet because uh, uh, Tom Waltz and Eric Burnham and all them have spent the day 
hyping that four is out in stores. A handful of people who have managed to get it, uh, presumably Canadians, I guess, they're talking it up. And Tom Waltz is posting, and check out the cover for issue five. Get your pre-order in by the ninth. It's like, stop talking about it. I just want to get to four. Yeah, Eric Eric posted something about there's there's one particular scene or moment that uh, people have been calling out as being inspired by Bill and Ted's bogus journey, but uh, it's it's actually not. Uh, So we'll... We'll have to dive into that. I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I don't want to know anymore, Eric. Uh, I got to read the book first. But, um, but there is it's a it's a Max von uh, Sydow uh, reference, Sido. Yeah, I don't I I don't know why we haven't been able to read this, but maybe uh, maybe we can talk about that next week, and then uh, sure, all will be right with the world. Uh, but in the meantime, we can talk about the Wizard World team up continuing because uh, Dapper Dan Shoning talked about. Uh, Wizard World uh, um, 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 Boise. Wizard World Boise. He will be hitting on July 13th through the 15th. So uh, this this coming week, uh, as you're listening to this, if you're not in the Boise area and you want to uh, hang out with uh, Mr. Dan, uh, get get those tickets. Get out to get out to Boise. I, I yeah. feel like not a lot of people go to Boise. You should go to Boise. It sounds like it w- would be a lot of fun and. There's a good chance he would get some some quality time with Dan, which would be awesome because he does have commission spots open. So just saying, bum, bum, bum. get some get some commissions in there for uh, for Dan. Whatever whatever your heart feels like, Dapper Dan should be drawing. Ask him. Uh, and and if if Dan's commissions fill up, uh, hit up uh, John Yurkeba because I I understand he is accepting commissions right now because he's um, oh. going back to art school. And uh, uh, I hate to break this to you. His uh-oh. commission list is full already. Oh, so. no, you're kidding. All right. Well, I forget him, I, I mentioned him up it. Anyways, just in case something yeah. something drops that never hurts. But it sounds like he got a big response real quick. So, yeah, John, you know, John uh, did some color work on on the Crossing Over series. Uh, and, you know, it's it just one of the best dudes uh, and very passionate and just such a nice guy. And I know that he really wants to get into more sequential art stuff. That's why he's going back to school. So. Um, yeah, hit hit him up if you want uh, a custom, you know, commission of some sort uh, because he's got some really cool ideas and a really good vision. But uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, Dan at uh, Wizard World, July thirteenth through fifteenth, and uh, yeah, I I think this is the first of many times we can mention that these guys will be at the Wizard World circuit. So uh, get ready. Yeah, I suspect they're gonna have a busy year. Yeah, totally. Well, let's uh, let's go to some voicemails here. We got we have we have a fun voicemail that I want to play. Hey Troy, hey Chris, Jacob from the Circle City Ghostbusters again. Figured this may be a newsworthy item, but uh, on Friday of last week, our group visited the Dayspring Center, which is a local homeless shelter that focuses on families with Ernie Hudson himself. He was in town for the Indianapolis Days of the Dead convention, and I remember Nick uh, and him got in contact, and uh, he let us know he was interested in doing something to benefit a local charity. My wife, Erica, had a connection with the Dayspring Center, and we found out they were having a summer camp event for kids that they called Camp Discovery during that time, and Mr. Hudson thought it would be a good fit. So the the shelter did some Ghostbusters-themed events for the kids all week. Then on Friday morning, we visited with Ernie Hudson. Uh, We provided some activities for the kids, like creating slime containers, Ghostbusters coloring pages, and things like that. I remember Josh arranged to have 200 loaves of bread delivered to the shelter, and uh, Ghost Corps 
provided some posters and stickers and toys for the kids. And Ernie did some Q&A, took photos with the kids and the staff. Um, this month, we worked really hard at a couple of cons, Indie PopCon and Days of the Dead, to raise money for the Dayspring Center, and our donation total was over $3,400. So that with what Ernie gave was a oh, pretty huge number, I think. Um, it was a really amazing experience uh, getting to do this with Ernie Hudson. I mean, we were so honored that he chose us and this charity to work with. It meant a ton to us and to everyone at the Dayspring Center, and just the fact that he would take his time to interact with our community in this way. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of another celebrity that reaches out to fans and does anything like this? I, I don't think I have. It just feels so I don't know, wonderful or special or something. I could gush about it for hours, and uh, just how amazing experience it was and how cool and generous Ernie Hudson was to do this at all. So, yeah, uh, check out the Circle City Ghostbusters Facebook page if you'd like to see some pictures from the day. And keep up the amazing work on the podcast, guys. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jacob. I know you mentioned that uh, on your uh, on your submission for the book club last week. So it was cool to get that full story. Uh, it's also cool that Ernie reached out to the fan groups. I I love that he's kind of uh, embraced yeah. that and said like, "Hey, I'm." I'm gonna hit up whatever franchises in the area and and see if they want to help me out. So that's I, that's I super think we cool. begin to see the uh, the long term benefits of having uh, submitted yourself to the uh, the Ghost Core franchise list. That's true. That's absolutely true. I, I bet that's what he said. Is you know, hey uh, Eric or, or whoever at Ghost Core, uh, I'm gonna be in in the area. Who's the best uh, group for me to talk to? And yeah, yeah, make sure that you do that. And also. Uh, make sure that you sign your group up if you haven't already for the Ghostbusters live uh, orchestral thing, because I have a feeling yes. that the exact same thing will be happening when the orchestra runs through your town. Uh, they'll they'll be hitting up the the franchises, so make oh, sure you yeah, register brother. for that. <laughs> what are you gonna do when the orchestra <laughs> runs through your town? <laughs> Grab a folding chair and defend myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that oboe and I'm gonna snap it around your neck. <laughs> uh, you're the you're the best wrestler in your row. Um, all right. Well, so there's one last thing here, Chris. Um, I'm determining how much of it I want to play for the audience here because it is it's like seven minutes long. Um, but uh, film <coughs> comics explained, uh, which was new to me until this video. But uh, after doing a little bit of digging, there they've got some pretty awesome videos up on YouTube. Um, put a have, put a good clip up and let I would recommend people go watch the video because he did put you know there's some visuals to go with it and all yeah, that yeah it's a really great sort of um s essay so to speak i guess on vigo the carpathian uh <coughs> talking about the 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 um yeah, the things in literature that are are co uh, comparable uh, things in mythology that are comparable to vigo the carpathian it's it's really cool just sort of exploring this particular character that is usually kind of underserved and because he's from the sequel and uh you know vigo is often overlooked so um it's it's a really cool uh again it's like seven minutes on vigo which uh that's the kind of stuff that i love uh f for example um you know shout out to when we did talk about the like what what was it that defeated vigo the carpathian and we got all of those great responses that's kind of what this is at the same time so um 
Yeah, I don't. I guess I, I can play like a little clip from it here. Maybe we can just talk a about taste. like he he talks about uh, Vigo being comparable to Rasputin. So maybe I'll I'll play just that little segment uh, right here. Here we go. I guess it comes as no surprise that during the interviews following the film's release, when asked to describe the film's main antagonist, Harold Ramis, who co-wrote the script for Ghostbusters 2, said to picture a powerful incarnation of Rasputin, who is joyless and specialized in the suffering of others, which is a pretty accurate description of Vigo, who, unlike Rasputin, had no family or friends. True to his word, Vigo the Unholy returned to the world during the modern era by using the river of slime which flowed through the abandoned subway tunnels of New York City to a location underneath the city's Museum of Art. There he was able to resurrect his spirit from the self-portrait he'd created over 300 years prior. The psychomagnotheric slime, which was a powerful psychoreactive substance, boosted Vigo's powers and enabled him to channel people's negative emotions and use it to terrorize the city of New York. Initially ranked as a class 4 ghost, the slime boosted him to level 7, making him almost as strong as Goza, granting him telekinesis, mind control, and telepathy. He is Vigo! I don't care who he is, you're not gonna take my baby! <laughs> Although the slime granted Vigo enough power to manifest, he was not able to gain a purely physical form. And it was due to this limitation that Vigo manipulated the museum's curator into bringing him a baby that he could then possess. Had the Ghostbusters have not halted him during this stage, it's no doubt that Vigo would have been reborn into an unstoppable malevolent force. Yeah, so very, very cool. Check out uh, Film Comics Explained. It's on the Proton Charging uh, social media uh, pages, but we'll put it up in the show notes as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. If you have any of those, uh, deep dive, uh, dissections, uh, analysis, any of that kind of stuff, uh, that, uh, you, you have seen, or you've actually created, uh, make sure to send it our way because I love these kinds of things and we want to make sure that we highlight them here on the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, film, film comics explained. That's, I, I want to, I want to check all of their videos out. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, Chris, a uh, little little shorter of an episode, but that's okay, because last week we almost hit two hours, and I have a feeling when we do another <laughs> book club, we'll hit two hours again. Hit two hours. Um, but uh, before I give you your your uh, open mic for the final thoughts, uh, I do want to give a, a quick shout out to Robin Shelby, who uh, we adore and love, and uh, if you are not familiar with, um, you have to make sure that you are familiar with, because she is one of the greatest ambassadors for Ghostbusters that we could possibly have. Um, but Robin uh, has been hard at work with her husband on a web series, and uh, I just want to make sure to uh, get get you guys that information. It's called Two Cops and a Car, 
uh, and it's uh, I, I haven't had a chance uh, admittedly to check it out myself yet I'm gonna be doing that this weekend but uh, go go check it out support Robin because she she supports Ghostbusters at every turn uh, even you know I, I think she's at home cooking sushi for dinner and well not cooking you don't cook sushi obviously but but making sushi for dinner and she's always wearing a, a, a Slimer t-shirt or you know she she just again an awesome ambassador for ghostbusters we we love her here so uh help help robin out by uh, going and checking out her web series and and letting her know what you think of it but uh in the meantime mr chris stewart final thoughts what do you got uh, the final thought is i think i blew my voice out <coughs> trying to do a wrestler <coughs> oh no i have i've heard you kind of uh coughing and in the background there yeah uh, there's just certain the voices brother. there it's the brother, it's right yeah. in the back, and it, it pickles. Oh, no. pickles my throat. So I don't really have a final thought other than um, this past, last week, I guess. Uh, Netflix Canada caught up to Netflix everywhere else, and now everybody can see uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call on uh, oh, on Netflix on streaming. Oh, wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's, I feel like that, it ends up making it a lot more convenient to watch, you know, when I'm hanging out with the baby and I'm like, ah, I need something in the background. Quick, turn on Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2 or something. It's also led to a, uh, if you watch Twitter, there was a a spike in people, uh, mostly, uh, falling into the pleasantly surprised slash what was the kerfuffle about comments, um, because this is the last wave, like it was, uh, I'm not going to go see it in theater. I'm not going to go see it at reduced price theater. I'm not going to, uh, you know, rent it on digital at full price. I'm not going to rent it at reduced price on digital streaming. <laughs> I'm not going to buy the DVD. I'm not going to buy the DVD cheap. And now we're at, I'm not going to watch it as, you know, 15 cents out of my monthly Netflix subscription. Uh, I mean, really. We're just getting down to the the stalwarts at this point, and yeah, a lot of people who had not seen it to this point for every reason finally got to see it and are like, "Cool!" So yeah, I that's feel good. Like there, there have been a lot of that sort of pleasantly surprised um, uh, uh, responses, and 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 it hasn't just been recently; it's been over the last few months as well. Just people that have watched it and said, <clears throat> "You know, it was it was fun." I mean, I don't understand what all of the fuss was about. It wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't mind-blowing, but it was still fun. Um, I've yeah, seen that a lot. That's yeah. a number of th- reasons why, too. There's um, Netflix, and then some people were posting pictures of, from what I can tell, is um, there was a run, and I, I believe it was probably... Because we, we, we're not keeping track very well. It's nearly impossible to keep track at this point of all the different uh, pressings of movies that go out and I find there's a there's a, a tier that goes out to um, <coughs> Walmart like Walmart had that three movies in one oh yeah so like the discount go- bin yeah here's the three yeah. for one price there's yeah yeah no real extras they just sort of cram everything together and they're like give us you know 10 15 bucks or whatever and <coughs> someone posted a picture that some dollar store somewhere had um, <coughs> what do they have like National Lampoon's uh, Las Vegas and a couple other ones and they had answer the call and it was yeah some uh, good buy three because you know at least two of them are not going to run in your player sort of things right, right. And they were they, so yeah there's like literally we've hit the last wave of 
you know, short of repeats on TV. Of, yeah, I was going to say it's uh, going to start airing on FX, I believe, in the next, uh, <coughs> at least in the next month or so. Uh, that's that's one of their summer movies. So yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be on. The, it'll be hitting the basic cable as well for those people that haven't seen it yet. But so there um, you go. Yeah, if, if that's you, my final thought. Yeah, get on it. Get get on it. Uh, if you if you're listening to this and you haven't given it a chance, yeah, give it give it a watch. Especially when it's on Netflix, you can watch five ten minutes and if it's not your bag then turn it off uh, and that's all you have to do and you don't have to take to twitter to tell everybody that you turned it off everybody that's okay turned it off you don't don't have to say <laughs> nothing at all exactly just move on um but uh all right well so uh yes everybody keep uh keep an eye on the social media outlets because we're going to be talking uh ghostbusters daughter uh the second half of the book so i'm going to get those discussion topics out to everybody uh make sure that if you want uh, to participate that you do hit the voicemail or put the comments uh, in in set because as you noticed if you just comment on the Facebook page or the, the Twitter account uh, we, we do get those as well so uh, we will include those uh, Ghostbusters Daughter that will be happening in, in about two weeks so yeah get get on that if you haven't read it and then you can uh, join in the discussion uh, when we bring the Ontario friends back because that was a whole lot of fun so uh, until next week uh, where I imagine we will finally be able to talk about Ghostbusters crossing over number 4 we will see you all on the other side Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the Ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip visit us at protoncharging.com ghostbustershq.net and stillplayingwithtoys.net they used to be one of my two favorite shows let me guess no study. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, here was pets. Weird. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I've done it again. That was great timing with the, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>